Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. We're being generous today. We're talking about generosity, <laughs> what that means. And uh, if you're just listening to us for the very first time or you're listening on purpose, that would be, we really appreciate that. But if you're just tuning in, you just caught a couple minutes of it and you think, eh, I'd like to hear more of that. You go to our Facebook page, you go to soundcloud.com, you go to iTunes, you just type in Solid Steps radio and then you'll see our ugly mugs come up and you can listen to all kinds of past shows on all kinds of different topics commercial free thanks to our sponsors carol rogers carpet one ellen and credit union vision first and bright star and uh, you can listen to those we post this show on monday morning so the weekend show that you're hearing now if you're in the car uh that we post that on those places on monday or you can go to furthestillministries.org click on the mic and you can hear all of those past shows. And we want you to be generous. Pass this on to others there because there's others who need to hear this. But Danny, okay, we're driving down the road, coming to a stoplight, we're coming to the ramp, at the end of the ramp, and there's this person um, and has a sign, you know, homeless, uh, need food, I'm hungry, whatever, and um, I want to be generous. So, you know, I, 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 you know, my wallet, I got five bucks, and I give him five bucks. I'm, I'm generous, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, it made you feel better. It, we I've, walk away and you I drive feel, away and you're feeling, man, I was, I was banking generosity today. I mean, I got that off. I can check that one. I'm good for the rest of the day. What, what happens at that moment is most people will pull up to that stop, stoplight and they'll try to avoid eye contact because we all know the Bible says if you make eye contact with the homeless guy at the corner, you have to give him money. It does not. So um, second hesitation. So the, uh, uh, we don't, so we make eye contact and we give money and, we, and it makes us feel better. But, but the truth is, okay, that, so. That's we, called what? It's a guilt offering. We, we, we it's felt, not a generous offering. It's not, it's not generosity. That's guilt. We felt guilty. We looked at that person. Uh, and the thing is, is uh, we don't know enough about that ter- person to recognize, is, was that $5 truly generous to them? Or are we, are we feeding a monster? Are we feeding uh, a habit? Are we feeding an addiction? Or what, you know, what are we doing? One of the questions I ask when I speak to groups is, um, have you ever given money to a homeless person? Most people have. And then the question, have you ever prayed for that person? Have you, have you ever, uh, uh, well, yeah, sure, people are pretty proud of that. Well, yes, I'm doing that. And then I'll ask, what's his name? What's her name? And the room always goes silent, and which is crushing to me because the higher measure of generosity is not hanging a $5 bill out the window. The higher measure of generosity is relationship. Uh, Jesus Christ left the glory of heaven to come to this earth. He engaged in relationship with us. He loved us so much that he gave his life for us. And then, and for us, we we we, what we measure that out by hanging a buck out the window. I don't think so. So when we engage in conversation, we learn about that person. The effort there, the sacrificial component, is the effort is to help that person not be in that place anymore, to learn what happened to you to get you to that place. You'd be stunned to find out the background of people that are homeless today, and they had they were in a car accident, they had pain, it was pain meds, and they got hooked on drugs, and now they're homeless, and that person was a medical doctor at one time or was a, an engineer at one time. And you, you find that out when you engage in those conversations. But when we simply hang a, a few dollars out a window and we think, well, okay, I, I was generous today, and I, I, let me say, I'm not saying you weren't, and, and we should, you know, follow as God compels us. But let's lean into the opportunities 
deeper relationship, to learn about that person, and to find ways to help to redeem them from the situation where they are. Okay, so we're, we're on the ramp. There's 25 cars behind us. Mm-hmm. It turns green. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to, I don't have time to get his name. How can I be generous to that person? It's the person who will, uh, and I've had stories of this, where they would see that person and they're compelled and they would find a place to pull off and they would walk back. Uh, You know, think about Jesus leaving the glory of heaven to come here to die for us wicked sinners. How much, you know, I mean, think of, we're going to, so I'm going to park a car and walk 100 yards or whatever it is, to go talk to the guy. If, and, and I would also say, be prayerful about that. The, you know, the prompting of the Holy Spirit is something that we don't, we don't tend to f- pay attention to. It's not something that's commonly talked about as much as I think it should be. And so we, we you know, God puts that on your, on your path and, and you're compelled, let's go deeper. Uh, and, and, you know, and, but I would also say sometimes, you know, maybe it is just hang, handing a few dollars to that person. But, but as a rule, as a pattern for our lives, that we lean into those opportunities to, be, mm. uh, to go deeper, to be generous. One of the things that churches, you'll hear churches and organizations, if you ever want to watch me twitch in a meeting when somebody says, uh, well, we don't give a handout, we give a hand up. Now, that statement makes me nuts. <laughs> and here's why. If, if, if generosity is about relationship, recognizing the gospel is a beautiful demonstration of, of a, an amazing relationship. So generosity is about relationship. If I say I don't give a handout, I give a hand up, where am I in the relationship? I'm in the up position, which is pretty self-edifying. I can tell you I'm not in the up position. Well, I'm just looking down. I'm looking down at this poor person and look what I'm doing for them. I'm going to so I'm gonna, what pull them up. We don't do a handout. We do a, 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 a hand up. I would argue we're not called to that. We do a lift up. That, that our effort is to lift that person up to dignity. We lift that person up to the glory of God. We lift that person up. And, and it, when I talk to people and I'm engaging in these benevolence conversations, I always prepare myself beforehand. I, when I talk to that person, I believe that that person is more capable than I am. I don't care who they are. I don't care what their situation is. I don't care... Their, their mental state, whatever it is, I believe, I convince myself, this person is more capable than me. And so I engage in that, those efforts of generosity, even in generosity of conversation, and allowing uh, that to be expressed. And, and so I don't look at, I'm not going to come in and rescue somebody. I'm a terrible rescuer because I may mm. keep you from drowning in the moment. We all do that. The dollar bill hanging out the window, and then we go away and we leave them to drown. Mm-hmm. And, and so we need to help them. We don't need to do that. We need to teach them how to swim. We need to help them to learn and recognize you can do this and, and encourage that in that person. It's, it's more, that's, this is where sacrificial becomes a part of it. It's not a, a five-second interaction. It, it's, it could be a lifetime interaction. And, and we've seen that, the example of that in the lives of people. Wow, that's good stuff. Okay, I'm going to turn the corner here just a little bit. Okay. Luke, Luke chapter 21, it says this, As he looked up, Jesus saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. I tell you the truth, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. 
All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. We see the same example Paul talked about in the Church of Macedonia and how they gave, they were the poorest community and they were the poorest church and they insisted to be able to have the opportunity to give. So I want you, okay, so this weekend at your church service, I want you to uh, insist to be like crazy generous there in, in going to work today and in, in the things that insist the way the Macedonians insisted for the privilege to be generous. We, we will do it out of obligation or we do it as a guilt offering. But no, it is an absolute privilege. Jesus came and died not for my 401k and not so I could have a really great vacation. Jesus came and died uh, to redeem me from what was in front of me, the, an eternity separated from God. It was a beautiful, amazing proclamation of generosity, God's grace, God's mercy. And so we're compelled to do the same, and but not compelled by obligation. Uh, God's word says we should be cheerful, uh, or hilarious is the correct, uh, the Greek word. Uh, so, okay, this weekend during the offering, start, okay, start laughing your head off. <laughs> I mean, like you need to woohoo through the whole thing to shout out, uh, yeah, I get to give. This is awesome. Praise the Lord. Do that. I dare you. And I'm, maybe security will come pull you out, but it's okay. You were you were a cheerful giver. You're, you're following the biblical mandate. You're just, I'm just doing what the Lord said. Uh, but do that. Do that. So um, comment on this, uh, the widow's offering here. She's She's got... Nothing. Yeah. And Jesus so commends her. Right. And the and uh, the the rich, you know, I mean, they put in a whole boatload. Right. Right. But he but he's saying she's the one that gave the greatest because she gave all, and Jesus gave all, and and this is where it gets. This is where the rubber meets the road. This is hard. We're called to give all. The rich young ruler came to Jesus and. And oh, I've done all these things. Oh yeah, following the commandments, liar. Um, yeah, I won't get out of the parking lot today without breaking a commandment. I'm sure, especially if you cut me off in traffic. Um, but so it's same thing there, and and he wouldn't do it. Jesus said, "Well, give it all." And and so the call on us that that call of sacrificial giving, it's an uncomfortable conversation. And understanding also, it's not the conversation of uh, sacrificial giving. We sh- we should give in our churches. We should uh, tithes and offerings, uh, but also recognizing it's it's who we are. That we are a generous people. It's it's not what we do. It's not what we're forced to do the if i don't do this it's 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 a natural part of who we are and we just li- live that out and, and i would argue if we can't live that out with our time talent and treasure i think we have a hard time sharing the gospel mm. that's good stuff brother we're going to talk about uh, in, in our last segment uh, just kind of continue to unpack what it, some traits of of a generous person and and what it, What's a stingy person to kind of look like? How do we identify that in our own selves? But we need to take a break. Okay. We'll take a break. We'll be back shortly for our fourth and final segment on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment. Time is not being generous to us. We only have one more segment left with our guest, Denny Dillman, and we're talking about generosity, not just the checks you write, but the life that you live. This is good stuff. So, Danny, okay. We don't want to be stingy. I mean, if we're listening to this show, you know, we we don't want to be stingy and, you know, hoarders. And 
But how do we look in the mirror? Well, paint, help us describe some traits or some things that we can look at to go, I, I, I'm, I'm leaning. I'm, I'm leaning in, in a generous lifestyle or I'm leaning in this kind of a hoarding, stingy, um, not very generous person. I think we, we'll see that evidence with people who come and they're asking for assistance and then you realize they can't pay their rent, but they have a cell phone that, you know, could land a a, a rocket on the moon or something and, and and so they won't let go of this because and they're losing this uh, or we'll you know they have a storage they're paying for storage space and, and I tell people I said if you haven't looked at what's in that storage space for two years just let it go because it's not that important we but we culturally hang on to things we think that these things are important so even within the church it is hard for us to even recognize it in ourselves and in, in, in the church in the United States, when we compare ourselves globally, the fact that we have clean water to drink today is amazing compared to the rest of the world. And we miss that. We don't realize what's there. But but one thing that we lean into, and I know what's helped me in, in my own life, is it's what we call the prayer that changes everything. The prayer that changes everything. First thing you have to acknowledge and truly believe, mm-hmm. God owns everything. And most people, as followers of Christ, would agree with that. Oh, yeah, I know that, sure. And and so then this, the second part of that is that means that I own nothing. Now, that's a little harder to—we'll say it, we'll acknowledge it, but we're like, I own nothing. But that's my house, and that's my car. And, and so we— say it but we our language gives us away that we and, and, it's a, and it like it or not it's a language of stinginess it's a language of the hoarder uh, not acknowledging that God uh, that it's his and so the prayer that changes everything is this God uh, what would you have me to do to glorify you with all capital letter a l l all that you have entrusted to me mm. It's recognizing it's not about pursuing. God's blessing is his grace and mercy. And then God entrusts to us the things of this life, the material things. Are the, they're not blessings for me to enjoy and to just have? Well, we, well we, we can do that. But we have to be careful with that because then we start tilting in that direction. It's recognizing God has entrusted. So when I, I look at the house that our family lives in, that we, we would say, and my language almost gave me away, and I'm going to touch on that, uh, the, the house that my family lives in, um, it, we would look at that as God has entrusted that to us. I'd love to say, well, it's a blessing. We would say it is, but God has entrusted that to us for his glory. So how am I using this home for his glory? How am I using my, the, my car? There's my language giving me away. The, the car that God has entrusted to me, how am I using that for his glory? And this gets really, uh, I shared this with somebody who was going to pray for me just before he prayed, and then he was like, I don't know how to, what to pray for. He messed him up because <laughs> we have a natural flow, and I would say a cultural, worldly flow. So, but you, then you open that up because it's generosity is not just about stuff. It's about our, it's about our lives. It's about relationship, and and so then it it occurred to me as I was considering that prayer. I thought, well, now wait a minute. I like to say that Jennifer is my wife, but that implies ownership. I don't own Jennifer. So then I had to change. Uh, so my prayer was, God, what would you have me to do? to glorify you with this beautiful bride that you have entrusted to me. 
Now, that guy no longer brags about how heavy the garbage bag was when I took the garbage out this morning. Look at that, baby. Did you see that? I mean, I had to hold it underneath, and it was dripping. And I don't do that because I, she, God has entrusted her to me for his glory. It changes everything. Then the same thing with my kids. And this is where messes messed me up. Because I thought about, okay, well, I like to say they're my kids unless they're having a Walmart tantrum and maybe they're somebody else's kids. Uh, but, but we, so we. They're your wife's kids. There, yeah, it's like, maybe those are yours. Uh, <laughs> but when we say that, these are my kids, that implies ownership. So the, the truth of it, so the prayer is, God, what would you have me to do to glorify you with these children that you have entrusted to me? For us, Micah 6, 8, act justly, love, mercy, walk humbly with God. We proclaim that into their lives, that that becomes a part of who they are that carries on to the next generation. It's about legacy. So when I, But here's, the, here's where it really hits when we think of that prayer. Uh, I want to pray, God, please help me to raise my kids to not be knuckleheads or crackheads and that they would find spouses who are not knuckleheads or crackheads, who love Jesus and who and they all have good jobs and they and and they buy houses and they live close to me with all my grandbabies five minutes away. Now that you know, it's, and that sounds like a wonder. What a blessing that would be. It sounds like a wonderful prayer. But we're followers of Christ who sacrificed on a cross. So here's the right prayer. And this is and, and I'm, I'm going to say the prayer. And I'll admit, it is so hard. The prayer would be this. God, help me to raise my children that aren't mine, they're yours, that you've entrusted to me to be martyrs. Help me to raise these children that you've entrusted to me for your glory so that they're willing to go into places where the gospel is not welcome, where it could cost them their lives. God, God did not entrust them to me to raise them up so they have good jobs. Uh, do we want to work, do that with them and work with them in that? Sure. Uh, but, but we're called to something different. And, and that's where the, the language, the conversation of all, you know, we give all. The, the, the widow's might was all. The Macedonian church gave so sacrificially. They give all that we're called because they all recognize it wasn't even theirs. And, and it wasn't, they weren't giving back to God. It's like it, it was never not his. So you don't give back it's always his. So whether it's our time, our talent, our treasure, the, the conversation, the, the prayer before God is, what, do you, what would you have us to do with what you've, in this time, this talent, this treasure that you've entrusted to me for your glory? And then, let, and here's where it gets fun. Then uh, the Holy Spirit starts nudging your heart. Start, it directs you. It, it points you in a direction of, well, you know what? I need to do this. You, you'll know. You may not like it. But you'll know what you're mm. called to do. You may be, it may be the rich young ruler, sell everything you have, give it to the poor, come follow me. Maybe. He didn't like it. He walked away, unredeemed. And so the same thing for us in that conversation that, that we recognize that we truly, we own nothing. And, and God owns everything. It's, it's not ours. Uh, talk just real quickly about our kids. Mm -hmm. Being able, you know, when we look at our kids, and I say, there's my language again. Yeah, you know, it gives our, us away, and but, it's okay. But the, the kids that the Lord has given us to mm -hmm. take care of and to raise them up, um, they they can be many times a picture of, uh, a, a mirror of how we're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, give me five minutes with your kids, and I know a lot about you. Um, especially the younger they are. I mean, they tell everything. It's bad. <laughs> uh, so watch what you say around them. Um, but 
yeah, you see that if there's a, a if there's a natural if if mom and dad have a natural flow of generosity, if mom and dad have a natural that language, pray that prayer with them. You know, whatever it is, whatever's in front of you, it, maybe it's a vacation. You're going to take a vacation. Let's gather the family, kids. God, God, what would you have us to do with this this vacation that you are entrusting to us? We don't go to some vacation spot. I mean, to, you know, okay, sure, we go for fun, but somebody there needs to hear the gospel. And our kids need to see that that we're that our that we're tilted toward that constantly. Uh, you know, I want my kids. Uh, you, you know, at family reunions, uh, my plan is to live to be 95 and die in a skydiving accident. So it's on their calendar. If Dad's 95 and he wants to go skydiving, stopping. Um, <laughs> but but you know, it's the, the legacy of our family. You know, we want that one day they're like you know, mom and dad just obsessed over you know that God and. God, entru- God owns everything, entrusted this to us, and He just kept kept doing this. And and the thing is, is when that's done around them, it will happen very naturally for them. It will become it's a part of their language. We create the language that our children's u- children use moving forward, and and the the language of the gospel and the language of the genero- of generosity should be a normal natural flow for people. Well, and and we got to wrap this up, but really, t- a, a generosity. The overflow is is just a heart of gratefulness, mm-hmm. a heart of gratitude, of constant worship and praise and gratefulness to the Lord. His praise will always be on my lips. Right. And you show me a person who's generous, and I'll show you a person who is full of gratitude. And and his and in that generosity, his praise is on their lips. Yep, that's yep. good stuff. Danny, it's great to have you. Thanks so much for coming in. We got to wrap this baby up. Would you would you pray for us? Pray for us guys that we would be generous guys. God, I just would uh, ask you, uh, in your mercy, first of all, we acknowledge that you truly, you own everything, and that we own nothing, that we're helpless in that. Uh, and most of all, our, our, own, our salvation, we're helpless in that, wicked sinners mm-hmm. before you, and yet you showed your love for us while we were still sinners. Christ died for us, the most profound act of generosity imaginable. God, I pray that you would help us as your followers to recognize that these are things you've entrusted to us and uh, the, the things, the material, time, talent, treasure, all of those things you've entrusted to us for your glory. But most importantly, God, that you would compel our hearts that we would recognize the gospel has been entrusted to us to be proclaimed to all of creation. Help us to be bold in that and fearless in that and help us to teach our families well. Mm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Thanks, Danny. Well, we thank you for listening to the show. And uh, again, Kurt mentioned, if you'd be generous enough to pass this along to someone else, we thank you for listening. Go to Facebook, go to SoundCloud or iTunes, and just type in Solid Steps Radio to hear all of the podcasts. We thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio. With every step.